welcome to another episode of Soap Secrets for the 6th to the 12th of November. And welcome to Rachel Lucas, who's going to be taking us through the soaps. Hannah, Hannah Fernandez is on holiday this weekend, so I'll be taking a place and my name is Claire Ruck. So, Rachel, it's Coronation Street first because that is such that is just the top soap at the moment, the top, and it's donking soap super soap weep stonking and um kelly's out of prison this week hi claire yes it's good news this week because kelly's out of prison i mean obviously this is now kind of sort of the culmination this big storyline we've had with uh, seb's murder and kelly falsely getting put in prison so we've been really desperate, obviously, for justice to be done and for her to get out. So she's let out on appeal, but don't do too much cheering yet because things are not going to get loads better for her all of a sudden. They're going to go quite wrong. Yeah, so so she had been living with Toya and Imran as their foster child, but uh, they've, got, they've got a new a new placement, little Elsie, haven't they? What does that mean for Kelly? Well, I know, obviously, they weren't expecting Kelly to get out of prison, so they took in Elsie, and the fostering service is saying to them, you can't have the two foster children at the same time, you have to have one or the other. So Kelly, bless her, she's really brave, and she says, Elsie can stay with you, I'll go into supported living accommodation, and, you know, that I'll be fine there. Um, but when she gets there, I mean, it's it's already gets off to a bad start. She finds murderer scrawled on the wall by somebody. That's that's not nice, is it? That's really horrible. Yeah, I know. That's really miserable. So she's she's but she manages to get sort of through that. But then she decides that she wants to do right by Nina. Obviously, can't because you know Nina lost Seb, and she find out, finds out that Nina lost the ring, that um, little plastic ring that Seb gave to her as a kind of engagement ring. So she thinks, how can I help Nina out? She decides she's going to go up to York. I don't know why she has to go to York. <laughs> Seems a bit of a way to go, really. Sort of, <laughs> you think she'd just be able to go to the Trafford Centre. Um, <laughs> she goes up to York to go and get her a replacement ring. But Nina, not interested at all, and she just ends up throwing it back in her face. It is, it is tricky, isn't it, for Kelly? Because um, while she didn't murder Seb, she did... She did participate a small bit in the attack didn't she she did um yeah I think you are aware of that with her because whilst you feel sorry for her and a lot of the time obviously she's had a terrible family background and you know that so she's not been great growing up but you she's not completely innocent in what happened with Seb because she was involved in it but I mean obviously she didn't deserve to go to prison for his murder because she did try to stop Corey kicking him so but I think you understand why Nina's not very happy <laughs> yes and um, so it's Natasha's funeral this week that was that you know when they killed uh, when Harvey shot Natasha and she died that was really left field because we we thought we knew one person was going to die in the super soap week and that was Johnny and then suddenly they killed two great characters didn't they Rachel I know it was totally left field I really wasn't expecting that to happen at all and in fact Natasha wasn't really in the storylines for that week was she because she was in London she was coming you know trying to get back up to Manchester for the Halloween week so we, we wasn't really even on our radar that she might end up 
dying. And the scenes sort of like where, you know, with her and Sam in hospital, really just so heartbreaking, weren't they? Really were. I know. Sam is such a he's, he's such a great character and his little face and it's it's you know, it's it's shocking. So it's so so it's her funeral this week and little Sam he's not talking, he's not he's gone mute. Yeah, he's gone mute. He's not been able to speak since he lost his mum. Obviously, he was in complete shock about it, as we all were. And um, Nick's, his dad, is really struggling to try and find a way to bring him out of his um, shell. And in fact, after the funeral, they have um, a little memorial service for her. But Sam actually still isn't able to speak. So he gives Nick his eulogy on a piece of paper. So Nick has to read it for him. Um, But they do, but Nick and Leanne do go to the doctors about Sam um, uh, just to talk about getting him some therapy and Leanne really steps up for him and she's really promising that she's going to be there for him which I think she, she's always found it difficult before hasn't she to to kind of be that mum role for him because she lost her own uh, little boy you know and it's been it's been hard for her so I think this is a very really big thing for her to do actually it is because i think sam sam pitched up in their lives around about the time oliver was quite sick so she was going through her own grief and it was she she couldn't deal with um nick's nick's newfound son could she but sam is such a great lad and she does step up and and help help him doesn't she so that's that's a good thing yeah she does. I know he he will need her in his life, I think, now, as yeah. much as he needs his dad, most definitely. And we've got we've got a new Emmerdale ex Emmerdale actress, Gemma Oten, joining. I know, that's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? It's a very good guest star, I think, for this week. Well, um it, she ends up coming into the show as a possible love interest for um you'll be quite surprised by this, um, Tyrone. No, well, you know, so so Alina left. Tyrone's been on on his own, you know, and quite frankly, I really like Phil for for Fizz. So so you know, I don't think Fizz and Ty are going to get back together anytime soon at the moment because Phil yeah, is great. Does, he's just great. He's great with the kids. He's great all round. He does. He seems very perfect, doesn't he? Which actually makes me slightly suspicious because you never get very perfect people on soaps, do you? Or in real life, in fact. So. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got Gemma Oten is going to end up playing a woman called Isla and she's a mum, one of the mums from the um, kids at the school and uh, she gets very flirty and she ends up arranging a date with Ty so we'll see where that goes. Ooh, ooh, that sounds very, very interesting. And um, Emmerdale this week, more super soap repercussions because um, is Jay about to get in big trouble for health and the health and safety nightmare because his survival challenge went badly wrong. The maze, maze caught on fire. We had Andrea dying. We had people coming, you know, in the rafts, coming out of rafts. It was all a bit of a disaster. I know. Couldn't be worse, could it? Bridge collapse. I mean, really, sort of like if you ever want to do any kind of outdoor activity thing, never, ever employ anybody at the hop, I don't think. It no. <laughs> was everything that could possibly go wrong did. Um, so, of course, health and safety are on the case, as they would be. So, Jay's really preoccupied trying to sweet-talk the health and safety inspector. 
but unknown to him, Brenda has ended up putting a bit of a spanner in the works because she starts talking to a local journalist about everything that went on. Well, that's that's not the smart thing to do, is it? Uh, no, it's a, obviously it's going to be bad news. You don't want that. So Ben actually ends up trying to warn Jay, but then he finds out that Jay's plotting to pin the blame for the bridge collapse on him because obviously the bridge was overloaded. It was only supposed to have two people on, as we know. Um, so he's not very happy with Jay about that, I'm, you know, of course. But um, then Jay should know better, I think, than to mess with one of the Dingles' other halves because uh, Aaron, uh, Ben's boyfriend, Aaron, ends up punching Jay. So, so Aaron always thinks with his fists rather than his brain. He does. And Jay's had several run-ins with Dingles before in the past, hasn't he? Sort of, in fact, he was married to Charity, wasn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, this doesn't go down very well with Jay. So we've got Ben getting suspended from work and then we do wonder whether Aaron's actually made things worse for Ben, you know, whether Jay's really going to go after him now. Yes. And um, there's a big shot for Tracy and Nate fans, isn't there? What's, what, what's going on there, Rachel? I know. Well, this is a bit sad. So they've only just started to recover after Tracy had that real breakdown with postnatal depression. She was really struggling. We think we've kind of got it together again. But um, it looks like Nate even might be tempted to do the dirty on her this week. Not great. That's, uh, you know, I'm really shocked at that because I, I thought um, that Emmerdale did the post, Tracy's postnatal depression really, really, really well. It was, um, it, 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 it really did, did say what people go through when they have, you know, when new mums are struggling with their babies. Um, and then, you know, to have suddenly she's back home and they're trying to be a, a unit, a family together. And then all of a sudden, um, Nate's gone into hot and for a lad's night out well i know you know it's really not very good that he's doing this as you say you know they've really shown how difficult it is with postnatal depression sort of in the show i think that storyline's been very good but so tracy ends up at organizing she realizes things haven't been great between her and nate so she arranges a nice kind of sexy romantic night in for them but it's bit last minute and Nate's already gone out to Hotton as you say for this lad's night out with Billy Tracy's trying to phone him he's broken his phone as you do they don't have much luck with phones in Emmerdale um and then this woman starts really flirting with him and they're chatting so we're wondering we're gonna end up wondering how far Nate's gonna go you know if you've had a few beers you might go for it I'm absolutely shocked. I'm you, you've broken my heart there because I thought Nate and Tracy were a, a strong, a strong couple. So, so we've got um, moving on to Hollyoaks. Um, something very strange is going on for Darren this week. He gets kidnapped. Get kidnapped. Who's going to kidnap Darren? Oh no, they love a kidnap in Hollyoaks, so don't they? There's at least one a week. I think it's always somebody <laughs> different. We actually start off the week with a flash forward, and we realise that he's some he's woken up somewhere really strange, and we don't you know know what's happened to him. But gradually, as the week unfolds, we get to find out 
what led him to get there. So um, he gets into an argument with Nancy. They have a big row. So he feels really bad about it afterwards. And he decides he's going to buy her a gift to make things up to her. So Luke says to him, I know this great jeweller in town. Here's the name. You can go and get her, I don't know, nice necklace or something, presumably. Uh, But then the next thing we know, we see Darren being threatened by this mysterious captor. And the captor says to him that he's seen too much and his partner could be in danger. So what's Darren seen then? I don't know. It's all very mysterious. I'm not sure at all what it is that he's seen. And uh, and do they mean that Nancy's in danger? I don't know. It's very, very, it's very interesting that one. I do love a Hollyoaks strange storyline. It's kind of like, yeah. it's great. So we've got <laughs> Warren and Joel are in cahoots to bring down Fergus. <clears throat> nasty, nasty Fergus. Um, and he's brought forward his plans to escape to Mexico. Has he ever heard of COVID? I thought Mexico had quite a bit of COVID at the moment. Yeah, I don't think COVID really exists in soaps at the moment, does it? No. Every now and again you see him wearing a mask, but not very often, so... <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I know, he really is horrible, Fergus, isn't he? He's a very good baddie. Yeah. We really dis- totally dislike him. He's been doing such awful things. But, of course, Warren, who was originally... Um, teaming up with Fergus to do stuff he finally saw the light didn't he when Joel's you know kind of convinced him that Fergus was just using him so Warren and Joel have actually teamed up to try and bring down Fergus um but also we've got this added problem now that Felix who's supposed to be dead is really desperate to see Martine and he sneaks into the village but of course if Fergus sees him then he's going to realise that Warren didn't murder him and, you know, everything's going to be out in the open. So it's, it's, it's really odd, isn't it? Warren's become a bit of a good guy here and we have to remember he has killed seven people because he did, he did run over Brodie. That was his last one, wasn't he? Run over Brodie. That's true. I mean, he's not the sharpest tool in the box, is he? Bless him, so... <laughs> But, yeah, so he's on a bit of a knife edge this week. He's about to lose it with Fergus, especially over this escape plan to Mexico and, and everything. And um, But then Fergus tells him something really shocking. What could it be? Well, if it's Hollyoaks, it could be absolutely anything. Absolutely anything. It could be anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, Rachel. I'm waiting for Operation Bluebird to blow up and, I'm, and Fergus to be brought, brought to justice for that. Well, exactly, because it's been so, it's so horrible, isn't it? And I think that all needs to come out in the open and he needs to be arrested. In a way, actually, I know they do like killing people when they've done bad things, but I kind of feel like he needs to be arrested and sent to prison, don't you? Yes, definitely, definitely. And and on to EastEnders. So last week we had the shock news, didn't we, that um, it was a bit three men and a baby-ish. We had, we had a baby being left on the doorstep of Sharon, Zach and Martin's house, didn't we? Little Alicia. We did. That was a bit of shock. Who's the daddy? I haven't had a chance to say that in a soap for a while. Uh, so obviously the possible daddy in question, it might be Zach, it might be Martin, but it could very well be somebody else because we don't know. So Zach, Zach is a bit of a ladies' man, shall we say? Uh, he 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 would be out and he would be the front runner. Martin's a family man, possibly only second run. True, and 
And also, but then I think Martin's not necessarily just kind of a good guy, is he? I think he's still done his fair bit of playing around. Um, so we don't really know. But both of the lads take paternity tests this week. I think Zach's been insisting it's definitely not his baby, but who knows. Um, but also we see a girl hanging around the square called Jada. Eventually she turns up, she confronts Sharon and she says that she's baby Alyssa's mum. So we will find out who the father of little Alyssa is. I promise you, you're going to be really shocked. And I bet you can't tell us. We're going to have to wait and watch it, aren't we, Rachel? I can't tell you. It's a good one, though. Tune in and, and find out. <laughs> and um, there's a bit of Balam action going, going on this week as well, because they've been in the background lately, but it's not nice news, is it? No, so it's not very good. Yeah, I feel like we haven't seen an awful lot of them at the moment. And I know a lot, I've noticed a lot of the fans have been calling for a bit more Callum and Ben uh, on screen, but it might be that they end up with a storyline which is not particularly good for their relationship. So Callum is already feeling very insecure about Ben's romantic past and then he confronts him about it and Ben confesses to exactly how many hookups he's had, which is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Mitchell after all. He's a Mitchell after all, yeah. Um, But then things take a bit of a strange turn because it ends up being Ben who's really worried that Callum might cheat on him because he discovers um, a phone number of a guy in Callum's pocket. That's that's the interesting one because there's this 80s party, isn't there? And Callum's dressed up as Boy George. Yes, that's right. (laughs) He he makes a great Boy George. And um, they have Kathy as Madonna. She's brilliant. She's got this. She's got the. She's got the hair going on. I think Kathy's great. I just think she's brilliant. And they have Kim as as Grace Jones. Oh yeah, perfect. I know that's yeah, and that all really fits, doesn't it, with them? And you're right about Kathy. I think because also she's just always looks young, and she always looks amazing, doesn't she? She does yeah. look amazing. <laughs> I think they need to give her a really good silver fox. I keep going on about this. And she needs to have a, you know, n- not someone from the square, but a, a man with money who's going to take, you know, yeah. take her out up west somewhere. Although she's had that before, though, Claire, and Gavin really wasn't very nice, was he? So, no. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and things are getting more flirty between Stacey and Kirat. No. Yeah. Well, they did sleep together in the past, didn't yes. they? And when Stacey first came back to the the square after her prison stay, there was a little bit of flirting going on between them. So, yeah, I do wonder. Uh, well, Stirat, Casey, it's got a bit of a ring to it. But his mum, um, Suki, is their landlady, and she's she's not fixing the boiler. So there's there's a bit of bad bad blood because they've got no hot water in the in the Slater's household, have they? Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. It's not go- things are not going down very well with with Suki, are they? I'm not sure whether they're going to be able to sort this out. To be honest, the Slaters always seem to be um, at risk of being chucked out of that house, don't they? And in fact, I'm sure it's happened several times. Didn't they end up? camping outside at one point but (laughs) yes probably um okay so uh, for me um I always thought Kira was going to get together with Chantel and help her and then you know and then Grey murdered her and I I I can't I thought those two were a perfect fit so I'm I do sort of I'm I'm sort of a 
a bit hesitant between him and Stacey, but... I know, you're right, because actually it was really romantic, I think, wasn't it, that relationship between him and Chantal, and I think that really worked. And he's, well, he's been with Sharon sort of since, isn't he? And I, yeah, that didn't really work either, you're right. Maybe they, maybe they need somebody new in the square, I can't see him really fitting with anybody else, so. No, I think there is a woman out there for him, I just don't think they're in the square currently. No, that's true. All right, well, hopefully the producers have thought about that. We might get somebody new in the new year. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Rachel. It's been an absolutely fantastic 20 minutes. And um, do join us again next week for more exciting news from all the soaps. Don't forget, you can download us from iTunes, Spotify, Acast. um, And do check our Facebook page because I always put a link up there. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.